This is Fusebox number 131. Harvest Loon. And you might want to consider your options. Yes, consider them well. You know, I hear Rikers Island is planning a remodel. Perhaps you could supervise. From the inside. Greetings, friends. Welcome in to this, the 131st edition of uh, Fusebox, mindfully entitled Harvest Loon. That's right. However, I think our uh, reference here is a little more, uh, uh, oh, shall we say broad? There are those that think I'm a very stable genius. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, stability is the first thing that leaps to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I'm your conducting a straw ballot with a scarecrow host, Mark Rose, and over there, just seething in pumpkin spices and what seems like the uh, smell of burnt leaves. Yes, the vizier of volume himself, Milt Keynes, everybody. Yeah, thank you kindly. Yeah, it's getting more and more jacked up out there, man. Yes, tis the season, no doubt. And uh, we, I suspect, are only in for more fun and games before the year's end, as uh, things are really starting to spin up. <laughs> well, I, you know, I know for a lot of folks, it seems like it's taken forever to get this uh, impeachment thing going. But uh... Well, you know what? I, I, now, I don't know about you, Mr. Keynes, but uh, I suspect, I suspect, you uh, you have experienced the legal process once or twice. Well, there, there was that time in Altoona, but she she told me she was eighteen. Indeed, indeed. Well, for for my own experiences, I can uh, confidently say that the uh, legal process moves slowly because it needs to. You need to gather evidence and uh, interview witnesses, and then all the other uh, paperwork associated with the process. All of that needs to be done meticulously and uh, thoroughly. So like a handwritten note scribbled on a napkin from the White House saying, uh, we're not playing. That doesn't work, huh? Yeah, no. As a federal judge just the other day stated, <laughs> stated that the uh, inquiry underway presently by Congress uh, is in fact lawful. And uh, actually, to quote Chief Justice Beryl Howell, quoting now, and did I mention I was quoting? Quoting here, the DOJ is wrong. You gotta love that. <laughs> Shortest summation ever. <laughs> well, actually, Judge Howell goes on to uh, elaborate uh, eloquently, of course, but uh, for the now totally mummified brains of some members of the Senate, it should be crystal clear now. And that vote is uh, happening today, right? To officially launch this inquiry? Or? Yeah, it is. Uh, and if we, by the way, if we do get any news on that uh, during the uh, taping of this show, we will uh, plop it in here for sure. Uh, and uh, to be accurate, as is our want to do on this program, the Congress is taking this vote uh, to create rules of procedure for a much more formal and, uh, may I say, very public hearing that will come thereafter. Now, 
the, the White House and sadly their Republican allies over there have uh, created such a poot screen to obfuscate the true issues that this vote was, uh, one could presume, quickly put up the uh, to-do list, you know? Because uh, of all of these attempts from the White House and its affiliates to make it look like uh, there was some kind of backdoor, in-the-shadows-of-night kind of inquiry going on, which it is not. Nor, by the way, uh, is it or was it exclusive. It's, it's open to any of the members of the House at any time to attend. Sadly, they uh, elected to have a pizza party in the skiff there. But, uh, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. That little display is going to live in infamy, believe me. So this vote on uh, rules of procedure, which comes up today, will, uh, will be an interesting thing to watch as it uh, ratchets up this impeachment inquiry thingy. And I'm sure it will officially divide the waters even more at that point. Seriously, the GOP are going to, they're going to be forced now to make a few hard choices once this vote's uh, taken. Yeah, two guesses how that's going to come out. Exactly. Because, you know, here's the other thing. Many of those fine senators there do allegedly have long-term careers to think about. Some might end up working at Jerky Lube or something like that, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, so, so, I mean, the point being, so do you align yourself with the lying orange guy bully person, or do you try to salvage whatever is left of your dignity, and, and one would hope common sense, and vote your conscience? problem there is, depending on what state we're talking yeah, about, there sure. still seems to be a bunch of folks who, uh think that guy can do no wrong. I mean, I'm kind of amazed. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just blown upside down and sideways as to how close these poll percentages are, bro. True. It's uh, both horrifying and illuminating at the same time. We can see the uh, odd and yet somehow strange stunting of the American brain as these poll numbers go from uh, east to west. It's bizarre. Yeah, it looks like it's still more than 50% in favor of impeaching Adolf. Well, now, that's an interesting thing to note here, is, is uh, how polls are actually worded. And that's kind of important. Uh, ones that are rather specific in their questions as opposed to other ways. Now, here, here's what I'm talking about. This question that I'm going to I'm going to read you here uh, resulted in a very suspicious number of approvals, like 47 percent, who agreed with this question. Now listen very carefully to this. All right, quoting the actual question: Historic precedent has always been that to begin an impeachment inquiry, the House of Representatives has always held a vote. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are now breaking with precedent to conduct a purely partisan impeachment. In your opinion, do you think that unless Speaker Pelosi and the Democrats hold a vote, the president is right not to cooperate with this inquiry? I object. <laughs> Thank you, Counselor. Yes, it's phrased in a leading way. First, there is not a historic precedent, nor, as we have mentioned before in this uh, in top of the show there, nor is it a requirement of Congress to have a vote to do an informal inquiry. 
well within the rights of the uh, that particular branch of government. And uh, as we remember, friends, <laughs> there are actually three branches of government, not one big orange one. Okay, so the numbers tallied in the, in this poll were uh, clearly uh, being led. To say purely partisan in your question, that's, that's an opinion and, of course, not a question. If you want to make a suggestion of this uh, idea of partisanism, <laughs> it would be posed as a question, like, do you agree with this X or this Y or whatever? Of course, the killer here is, even with this uh, Trump-endorsed pollster outfit, the rate was still under 50%. Exactly. So you can see that the wording can be crafted to get a certain result. Hence, the orange guy loves this uh, McLaughlin polls outfit as uh, they goose step right along with him, perfectly in sync. Well, as in sync as a bunch of white guys can, I guess. Was he a fat guy? You know, I, I, I think he might have been. I think, I think he might have been. I don't know, Lionel. I, I do know that Trump fired the last pollsters he had as they were delivering the wrong numbers for him. <laughs> so out they went, along with edits in his call transcript. We shall return. I still think you should have locked them up. Fuse box. It's the show for everybody. But uh, not everybody will like it. From PR News in Washington, I'm an unregistered foreign agent for Ukrainian interests and lied to Trump's former campaign chairman. Prosecutors have 3,500 witnesses that they say earned tens of dollars in Ukraine. Facebook says we're involved with the Russian government. Facebook has not been a campaign, but says it used PR News procedures, similar to those used by the Russian research agency. Pierce reports it's loom large. Something a top Facebook official calls not interesting. Secretary Pompeo says... Mayor Pori wants his PR News... President Trump says this is PR. It's about 27% contained. Clearing the way for posting the downloadable PR news to the Internet. The Daily News in Santa Fe, Texas, is reporting that this is hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of PR. Yes, the always irreproachable Fernandenende Lemur. And you can find his wonderful audio cut-ups at uh, archive.org for your further amusementation. So, um, we have some uh, a delightful regional news, a region we are most fond. <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah, okay, get ready. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this one. Cute. A Jacksonville gas station owner, <laughs> we're in trouble already, became sick and tired of locals using his microwave to warm their urine. <laughs> yeah, just okay, just let just let that sink in there for a moment, would you? Not too much cuz it's going to get stinky. Okay. BP gas and convenience store owner Parul Patel claimed that quote random people keep walking in every day to warm containers of their urine. <laughs> in his microwave. 
Now, those coming into the station to use the microwave were allegedly not customers, but instead were suspected to have been en route to a nearby drug testing facility. Because indeed, a Lab Corp and Quest Diagnostics are both within walking distance of the gas station. Patel, therefore, believed that these people were desperate to pass their drug tests and using the microwave as a way to warm the urine so that it appear as if it had just come out of the human body and wasn't a prepackaged, clean sample. <laughs> Clever, no? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Regardless, quoting Mr. Patel here, they walk in off the street, microwave urine containers, then leave. Patel said these people often become violent or aggressive when asked not to do so. He described one such incident in which the culprit was so desperate to microwave her urine that she started cussing and replied, well, where is the sign that says you can't use this for this kind of purpose? <laughs> uh, so the store owner created a warning sign that said just that. And uh, quoting Mr. Patel here, then I'll put the sign saying this is only for food use and not to use with your urine or anything else. <laughs> yeah, times are tough all over, clearly. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? You might think twice when uh, heating that hot dog in that store-owned microwave. You know what I mean? Just saying. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, Tobias Smith was driving an unregistered car in Daytona Beach when uh, a unique event began. A marked police cruiser attempted to pull him over for a registration error, and then Smith consequently fled, leading the cruiser to call for backup. After refusing to stop, Smith proceeded to run a red light after which he rammed into another car, causing $10,000 in damages and terrifying the passenger inside. Despite the fender bender, Smith kept going in his car, hitting a light post and eventually crashing into the front of a barber shop. The shop had several customers inside and sustained $3,000 in damage, though police say no one inside was injured, and that's a good thing. His vehicle, out of commission... Smith then jumped out of his car and attempted to continue fleeing the police on foot. He didn't get very far, though. While he was running, his pants began to slip, and then they fell down around his knees and then caused him to stumble and fall. <coughs> Officers were then able to detain him. Upon being arrested, Smith was charged with fleeing and eluding, leaving the scene of a crash and driving with a suspended license. He was also ticketed for driving without a license and leaving the scene of an accident with property damage greater than $50. This isn't Smith's first run-in with the law. He's appeared at the Volusia County Jail seven times and spent more than four months in federal prison, according to the Miami Herald. The Herald also reported that Smith was out on bond after being arrested in March on battery and false imprisonment charges. And this is also the second hit-and-run. Earlier, Smith was accused of intentionally ramming into his ex-girlfriend's car 
with a stolen car. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Buddy, see, that guy's a- see, this is what happens when you're a slave to fashion. You know what I'm saying? Words, words, words are the wise, Mr. Keynes. Just saying. Doesn't get any better than this one, though. A man claimed ignorance when jail officials found syringes in his rectum <laughs> during an early during an early morning strip search. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> Wesley Scott was arrested Friday in Pinellas County on an outstanding warrant charging him with drug possession, reports The Smoking Gun. When uh, Scott was searched at the jail, officers found three syringes inside his rectum. However, Scott claimed he had found the syringes and they were not his. (laughs) Although, (laughs) Although he did not explain how they wound up in his buttocks. Scott was charged with introducing contraband into a correctional facility and held on $5,000 bond. <laughs> I, I'm dying here. So, no, so let me ask you something. What was the plan then? I'll just put these up my butt and they'll never find them? <laughs> oh, God. oh, it gives a whole new perspective to gaslighting. No? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. A treat. Yes. You know, I feel it's our part of our public service policy here at Fusebox to go deep into the headlines, to probe even more deeply into the story and uncork the truth, to boldly search for answers at any cost, to go beyond the obvious, beyond the surreal even. Nay, to go to the outer limits of consciousness and even common sense to ask the time-honored question, What the fuck, Florida? Sorry, that just never gets old. No, sir, it does not. Uh, and while we're on the subject of uh, oddball occurrences, I, uh, I got to mention this thing. You know, a show or two back, we were talking about the current uh, societal trend to be, you know, looking at your phones constantly and, uh, well, little else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's, here's another reason to look up a little more, maybe. A Michigan couple were shocked when investigating a loud noise outside their home only to find a Samsung space selfie satellite had crash-landed in their front yard. What do you mean, a satellite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nancy Welke said she and her husband, Dan, were preparing to let their horses out Saturday morning when they heard a loud noise in their front yard at about 8.45 in the morning. The object they found was attached to a parachute tangled in a nearby tree. The object was labeled Samsung Space Selfie. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. A box attached to the object contained two cameras and a Samsung cell phone. Samsung Europe previously announced the Space Selfie Project, which allowed customers to send their selfies into space to be combined with a photo of the Earth. I I suppose they pay for that privilege, you know, to get a selfie from space. Well, you know what? Uh, It doesn't say, Mr. Keynes, but uh, I presume uh, 
I presume it does cause something. Yeah, a concussion if you're <laughs> under the damn thing. Well, Samsung said in a statement uh, emailed to the Detroit Free Press that earlier today, Samsung Europe's space selfie balloon came back down to Earth. During this planned descent of the balloon to land in the U.S., weather conditions resulted in an early soft landing <laughs> in a selected rural area. The statement said, we regret any inconvenience this may have caused. <laughs> so this thing was attached to a balloon. Yeah, one of those uh, high-altitude balloons, as it's called. goes up high enough, evidently, to get you a good shot of the Earth. Yeah, well, are they sure it was just blown off course? I mean, uh, could be one of those giant manis aliens got pissed off at the thing crowding its airspace. You know what I mean. A fuse box. News update. And as we suspected, uh, this was going to happen. And uh, this just in. As we announced earlier in this year's show, we'd break in when the votes were tallied on the uh, House floor regarding the impeachment rules of procedure. And they have. And uh, They all drank the Kool-Aid, and Adolf will now be king of the world, right? Uh, thankfully, Mr. Keynes, no. The nays in the House were at 196 votes, and the yays at 232, including one independent person there. Meaning the resolution is passed in the House to start the ball rolling for real in public hearings that... Uh, if we have history as a guide, will be the highest-rated show in C-SPAN's television history. You can bet. <laughs> hey, does that mean that we'll have, like, uh, Super Bowl-style ads running in the seams of that broadcast? Well, I think not. C-SPAN is, uh, well, it certainly was last time I watched, anyway, uh, non-commercial. Uh, was that during the Watergate hearing? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't even know that they were around. But actually, I did watch uh, those hearings when I was a kid. As uh, it, it, I swear to God, as at, at times, it was absolutely absorbing. I mean, I used to run home, you know, at, at the end of school to just to, to see where they were. And, and, and I'll tell you why, too. Because uh, bombshells regarding Nixon and his antics would come out of nowhere, you know? It wasn't like one of those Perry Mason scenes, like level of questioning that gets really intense and then suddenly something is revealed, you know, that's amazing because the, the witness was under so much pressure that they had to spill the beans. No, no, it was rather low key. And then all of a sudden somebody would reveal a bit of info that they had to, unless they want to risk perjury and contempt of Congress in the process, They'd just answer the question, and the room would erupt. It, it, it was just, it was glorious. Yeah, I remember seeing clips of that thing. Uh, I think it was uh, a guy named Sam Irvin. Yeah, yeah, old Sam. He'd start asking a question, and all of a sudden, he'd, he'd just break off into some crazy story and eventually, I guess, uh, get back to the question. But... Yes, yes, he did. And and they, <laughs> they were always... Amusing uh, little stories, sometimes incoherent, but always amazing. That reminds me of a story. You may remember the book, chapter, verse 5, book 4, chapter 5, the Lord and the Moab came, went down to the land of the Canaanites and set off and the hairy man the end. Now, Mr. Uh, uh, 
Mr. Bell, yeah. when, when will those tapes be released, Mr. B- Bell, Burger King, Bell, boy, Bells, dang it. Just answer the question, boy. Sorry, could not resist that. Courtesy of the National Lampoon Radio Hour, that was a most brilliant impression of Sam Irvin there by, uh, you know, I'm going to think it's it's Chevy Chase because he did a lot of that type of stuff. But we're not really sure as credits for that kind of thing on those uh, past shows were difficult to ascertain. But if you have not experienced uh, the wonder that is the National Lampoon Radio Hour, you, you should. And uh, most especially the old ones from 1974, uh, truly wonderful. I, they, they lurk out in the land of obtainment, uh, I am sure. But I digress. We're well into the middle of this uh, inquiry uh, anyway, so this was... Uh, largely, this vote and everything for the opposition's benefit to uh, show that they were serious. And uh, this is for real and not some sort of elaborate political grandstand play to kick uh, Orange Guy to the curb. Although that would work. Yeah, you need a big curb though, right? In any event, yes, friends, it is now off to the races and uh, a virtual parade of further testimonies will begin and many from uh, some point here now, will be uh, public hearings. So strap in and hang on. (laughs) It's going to be a Trumpy ride. And uh, with that, we will take our uh, carefully embroidered lunatic fringe and uh, scurry down the drainpipe, but not before thanking our contributors to this edition of Fusebox, Fernanda Nende Lee Murr, and Bruce Miles. Thanks as well to our underlit but fully exposed deacon of the dials over there, Milt Keynes, for uh, technical assistance. A true slice. And as always, a big barking cornucopia of thanks to you, friends, for pushing play. As uh, we know, there are about a half million other places you could be spending your time. And uh, we do so appreciate you spending it here with us, I assure you. And we invite you to kindly, if you have not done so already, subscribe to this humble program wherever you may have found it, be it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the very unsug themselves. We do appreciate it so much. Yes, and uh, but also, please feel free, uh, actually more than free, to check out the Fusebox store, which is uh, tagged, as always, in the show notes down there. And uh, as well as being easily accessed from the Fusebox Facebook page at The Fusebox Show. And just click the little Shop Now button. Or yet even more from the FuseboxShow.com homepage. Also, by just clicking the Shopping tab and you'll be whisked away to the land of Fusebox delights and all handcrafted by real hands, not pseudo-hands, or even pseudo-pods. Nay, the real and authentic, with a little genuine on the side. Artisanal works of art and things to delight and amuse one and all. You have a guarantee of its purity. I have been your fourth dimensional being trapped in a third dimensional space host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Because they should never, ever allow a thing like this to happen to our country again. Fuse box.